up, everybody? Oh, what a busy day. Have you had fun today? Yep. Have a good time today. Can't, can't complain. <laughs> Territory capture is here. D24 is here. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome into the show. Talking Trek is live on your red radio. We are Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcome in. And I would like to see who is hanging out with us all across this beautiful planet. All across the galaxy today, who's with us to learn about territory capture? Welcome in, everybody. All right, let's see what we got here. Server sound off. You guys hit it. Welcome in. Server 22, 12 on 22. Appreciate you. Chick on server 26. Infinite Key, Server 9, Callus on Server 8. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeoman Car, Server 14. Welcome. Crash Panda on 15. Bernard on 28. Starbase, Server 8. Snowman on 37. Welcome in. Commander Taylor, Server 192. Hank on 15. Regis and Callus both on Server 8. Welcome in. Decker on 15. Meows 27. Virtual Army 135. Jerry Ryan on 146. Ragnar, Server 8. Jetski 37. Killer Orange on 17. Beyond the Stars, Server 28. Welcome into the show. Hudson 146. Maztec and uh, Merc Nasty. <laughs> Server 32. Welcome. Hey, Wilfor on uh, 31. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Atomic Yeti having audio issues. Hop out and hop back in. Dutch Girl on 34. Silent Stabber. Server 8. Dr. Link on Server 14. Maztec on 32. Boaz joins us from the Remus Server. Server 14. NC. Server 9. Welcome into the show. Sliver Surfer 133. Blokemon on the ever dwindling 134. He says, Data Systems, Technical Chief, Server 27, Blue Mandalorian, and DJ Gurr, both on Server 8. Mr. Fusion on 15, Steven Zarin on 129, welcome into the show. Swifty, Server 31, Nostromo on Server 30, Cha 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 on 156, Big Country, welcome in on Server 15. John DeLay, 45, Courage on 15, Dr. Serac. Server 48, Tequila 163, Atomic Getty, welcome in. Hey, what's up, Colonel Sam? Server 31, welcome into the show. Shinjo on 26, Quackfu 31. Pew, 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 says Emperor on Server 141. Welcome in to the show. Tabby Moza on 20. Domlu, Server 145, welcome in. Captain Johnny on 11. Scaly, 193. Jberg on 32. Beta Biomed on Server 21. Appreciate you guys all being here. Welcome into the show. Happy Wednesday to you. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, your mics are potted up. We've had so much happen in the last 48 hours. So much happen with the patch. I'd say 24 or 48 hours. It's really actually only been a shade over 24. Really, it's it's been uh, about a shade over 24 hours. And patch D24 territory capture discovery arc three is here. And that is what we're here to talk about today. Your mics are potted up. Gregor, welcome into the show. Appreciate you being here. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Bubba. Uh, our special guest Ripper is here. Ripper, welcome into the show. Appreciate you being here. How are you? Hello. Hello, hello. Good. And uh, Server 15, Taco Bell officiant, uh, Big Country. Big Country is here with us as well. Welcome into the show, Big Country. How are you? Good, man. Good. Good, good, good. So territory capture is upon us. You know, uh, we, we've talked about this. Scopely has set up a dangerous precedent, right? They talked about summons. Two weeks later, we had summons. Uh, we start talking about territory capture. Two weeks later, we have territory capture. And I'll tell you what. I am super thrilled with how it has presented itself here so far. Does that mean 
that there are no bugs. No, absolutely it does not. But is it actually working better than what most people expected? I would say yes. I would say yes, uh, working decently well. We are going to uh, we're going to talk about that uh, as we uh, get through the show today. But in the meantime, let us begin today's show as we most typically do, and find out what's going on in the news headlines all across the world. Let's find out with uh, the Talking Trek Stupid News. Stupid, stupid news. news. <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> uh, welcome. All right, let's see what's going on in the news today. Uh, let's see. What do we have in the stupid news world headlines today? Richard Branson. Gregor, did you hear about this? Richard Branson is creating the Virgin Hyperloop, which aims to transport passengers at hypersonic speeds conducted its first test uh, with humans this past Monday. Uh, funerals being held on Friday. Uh, <laughs> now, have you heard about this? This Hyperloop uses magnets to pull travel pods through a tube at 600 miles an hour and, and it can get you from New York to D.C. in less than 30 minutes. What could go wrong? Seriously. Those speeds, absolutely nothing. Nothing, nothing could go wrong at 600 miles an hour in a tiny plastic tube propelled by magnets. Uh, scientists at the University of Santa Maria have examined the first complete brain of a dinosaur, ladies and gentlemen. They'd like to thank Joe Biden for stopping by. Uh, but that's uh, <laughs> uh, terrible. That's because he's old. Uh, Dr. Ben Carson in political news has tested positive for coronavirus after attending the president's election night party at the White House. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys actually heard about this or not. You don't have to be a brain surgeon to know that this was a bad idea, Gregor. You don't uh, You don't need to go to a big party. And it, it didn't end up probably being that fun of a party anyway at the White House on Election Day night. Uh, ben Carson is a brain surgeon. He went anyway and is now tested positive for coronavirus. The networks are reporting that Car uh, Carson tested positive Monday, but the president is suing to change the results. <laughs> 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 Doctors at, US, uh, at USC Hospital in Los Angeles were able to perform a successful heart transplant even after the medevac helicopter crashed on the roof and then a man carrying the organ tripped and fumbled it. Do you guys see this, this video? It's on the internet. Uh, so a helicopter crashed on the roof of a, of a hospital. Then they pull out the organ, which is still viable, and a guy is carrying this heart, and then he drops it. Did you guys see this video? Uh, he drops it, and then they pick it back up and they go inside. So anyway, uh, as it turns out, the the guy who dropped it, his knee was actually not down, so it was not a it was a not a fumble. The patient had a challenge flag left, and everything was good. That's right, Sliver. Just clean it off, wash it off. It was good. The helicopter uh, helicopter wound up on its side. Nobody was hurt. They did not release the pilot's name, but appears he's a big tipper. <laughs> Get it? Because the, the helicopter was tipped tipped over <laughs> yeah they say that uh, they weren't surprised that he wrecked it because this is his side job <laughs> side job his helicopter was on its side anyway hey uh, uh, thank you a texas man who forced a girl to have inappropriate relations with a dog has been arrested gregor for animal cruelty 
Yeah, this is in Texas. This is in the United States of America. Congratulations, Joe Biden. This is your territory now that we charged a man with animal cruelty who first who forced a young girl to do bad things to a dog. That's animal cruelty, apparently. You'd think it'd be the other way around. I'm very confused by this. The a crazier part of this story is, is the exact headline in the newspaper, okay? It says, Creep who forced girl to have sex with dog jailed for animal cruelty. I, I especially appreciate the fact that they needed to point out he was a creep. As if there are possibly decent and considerate people doing this too. Now, this is the creep, not the bad one. This is not that guy. This is the creep who did it. Not the good guy who did it. Absolutely terribly written story. Shame on you. Uh, The Washington Nationals have invited President-elect Joe Biden to throw out the first pitch on opening day this year. But uh, he is uh, under consideration. Says he can't do any worse than Dr. Fauci, so he's actually thinking about doing it. Uh, The only problem, Gregor, is that opening day is in April. And uh, rumor has it Kamala will be president by then. So they're hesitant. They're hesitant on making plans. (laughs) (laughs) A video of a giant meteor shooting across the sky of New Jersey has gone viral. The last time Jersey saw a rock that big, the cast of Jersey Shore was smoking it. Susan Sarandon is finally in the news this uh, this week. Uh, She's in the news. Sold her New York City penthouse for $7.9 million. Been on the market a while. It's, It's had a ton of work done. But, but listen, really seriously, what we want to know more about is the apartment. Tell us about that. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Yay, <laughs> there's your stupid news. Oh, God. All right, there you go. There's your stupid news, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we just want to know about the apartment, not the, uh, not the uh, Susan Sarandon. Not the Susan Sarandon. Okay, guys, uh, welcome into the show. We got a lot to talk about. Patch D24. Gregor, first reactions. You excited? You pumped? You feeling good? It's it's decent. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's too early. Is it too early? On my server, it's too early. That doesn't make any sense. On my server. Your server. Yeah, my server is uh, is different, man. Your like, server is. Uh, people are very non-combative. So very non-combative. Well, uh, our server has been has been somewhat active here today. Uh, as a matter of fact, my alliance participated in a takeover early and lost. Uh, we lost. We got the uh, we got the fire beat out of us, um, and then we uh, went in and took over a second territory and uh, was able to hold on to that one mainly uh, uh, because no one tried to take it from us. We were the only ones scoring points, so that was good. Um, but yeah, no, the the first one actually taught me a lot. You know, I'm totally cool with taking a loss uh, because I, you know good coaches have said this your entire life um you know it's not how you win it's actually how you lose you know if you learn something you know learn from your mistakes blah 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 uh, my alliance learned a lot uh in that first takeover attempt because i'm here to tell you the other alliance was more prepared they absolutely were we i mean i thought we were prepared i thought we had a good plan and we went in and we were like dang dang they they were like on it man they were on it and uh and they they had an answer for everything they were camping spawn point or not spawn points but uh, entry points they had multiple ships with speed crews they had big ships they did have very big ships but i mean not only that i've been preaching for the last two weeks about how easy it would be for a smaller alliance to come in and beat a powerful alliance um here to tell you 
it was not as easy as I, as I had thought it would be. Um, and, and obviously it wasn't because we lost. But not only that, uh, I believe that they had they, – they also had the activity, which I've also said is a real big thing. Gregor, if, if your alliance came in with 10 players, I feel, like I, could really, I feel like I could really do some damage against you guys. But these guys, they, I mean, they were on. I don't know how many people on server 15 got a chance to to watch that snake eyes you were there you watched um I bet you they had us out man two to one yeah I, I don't know you say at least yeah they had a ton of players I mean they did it they did it right they were there like huge I had a huge representation so your there. attendance was low on your alliance yeah it seemed oh I mean I don't want to say that it was low I thought it was the attendance was good I mean we didn't have 70 players um but uh, oh yeah vgo we lost we lost hard uh we lost we lost by like triplicate okay they tripled our points uh <laughs> they tripled our points so uh i will say this we've done a ton of content we've done an absolute ton of content thank you dunk for the uh, comment there folks visit our website talking trek stfc.online talking trek stfc.online for you to go over and check out our YouTube channel. We've done a bunch of video. We've done a bunch of live streams, and they contain good information. Um, you know, even even that live territory capture, uh, that part two event right there, we made another video that was called part one, mainly because I lost an internet connection. Something weird happened there. But uh, it, it broke it into two videos for some reason. But the, there's good information in that one. There's good information in part two. And then we did uh, a second takeover attempt where we did end up winning. And it was definitely much more boring. But because it was more laid back, we were able to kind of discuss a little bit of strategy. Even as an alliance, we uh, discovered some strategy. And, of course, our doors were open. We showed that to the entire galaxy. Uh, for example, we had uh, a voice chat going. And, and we started now to identify the systems. If somebody came in, we were calling, you know, uh, Alpha six o'clock okay that means that uh that a hostile a bogey came into the alpha system and uh, in the direct southern position so uh, and and again when you get a bunch of people in voice chat it can be tough right it can be really tough if if somebody says oh there's somebody well that doesn't help okay now you want uh, us to say okay where is that somebody what system are you in you know where are they okay you guys uh and and listen dunk says now we know your secrets um that my alliance knew what they signed up for today we trust me we had this conversation do we want to be full frontal do we want to be completely nude in front of the galaxy today and and we decided to do it okay we decided yes mainly um because they know what i do they have always you know this is why i love this alliance so much i know that we cause problems with other people sometimes but i love this alliance because it is a group of people that are friends they, they support one another they know what i do for scopely you know, they know what we do for the community. And they said, yeah, we'll support that. We'll be a part of that. So we opened our doors. You guys got to listen to our alliance chat. You know, uh, I mean, like our alliance voice chat. We came in and you guys got to listen to that. So so we were even stumbling through and trying to figure out what the strategies were going to be. And Stevens Aaron kind of said it. You kind of migrate, you know, hey, bogey at six o'clock. And instead, we, we even shortened it from there. Beta, four o'clock alpha 10 o'clock because you, you got to remember there's two systems all right now fortunately almost all of these systems 
uh, almost all the territories, at least the ones that we're playing off of early, have two systems, and they're all labeled alpha and beta, which does make it easy. <laughs> okay, so it's not hard to remember where you're at. The uh, you know uh, alpha and beta. So we're trying to get into that pattern. We're trying to get into the pattern of hey, short, quick, to the point. Don't don't have a lot of discussion during the takeover. Let's just keep our eyes on stuff. Hey, uh, you know beta six o'clock. Okay, that means somebody's coming in the beta system. If I'm if I'm responsible for alpha, then I don't have to worry about what's happening in beta. I don't have to respond to that. All right. If I'm responsible for working in in beta, and somebody calls a hostile in beta, if it's not in my quadrant, I don't really have to pay attention to that. The idea was to put players in specific sections of the map to try to establish a full perimeter. So if somebody came in beta three o'clock and I'm responsible for the for the three to six o'clock quadrant, then yeah, I might send a ship up there. But if it was nine o'clock, there's no sense in me sending my ship all the way across the system because they're going to get to it first. Okay, they're going to get to it first. VGO says they benefit from your free enterprise. <laughs> I wish. All right. No, I uh, I ground mine out. I ground mine out. No, I did. Listen, VGO, I did get a free Stella and a free third discovery, which I was super excited about. Uh, that one is still sitting at tier one, level one in my ship hangar. And uh, I don't uh, I don't get to play with that auger. Uh, you guys witnessed my auger. I bought my auger with Romulan credits during the uh, during the jelly event. I've been saving all those credits. But if we're going to make this an attack DJ session, then we can do that. Let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> my alliance opened its doors to the community today. Actually spent 450,000 uh, uh, isogen today to fail. All right. And hopefully teach you guys uh, teach you guys what not to do, because that's exactly what, that's exactly what we did. Our first territory today was a perfect example in what not to do. Um, because we, we, we did not do well, did not do very well, but we're going to talk about it today. So we're going to talk about, um, the, the territory strategy coming up here in a little bit, but I want to talk about the mechanic to begin with. Okay. And, um, I, I want to talk about the mechanic to start at the very beginning, because it's been a very weird, uh, series of events over the last 24 hours. So we start with, uh, this three day unlock the origin space event. Okay. Now, if you guys remember, Panic was on this show uh, Monday night. No, was it Sunday night? He was on the show Sunday. And he said that they were going to be releasing some type of event. You guys remember? Now, I assumed, Gregor, this was going to be an alliance, a leaderboard event. Because Territories is all about alliances. So I kind of figured this was going to be an alliance event, right? To, to progress into origin space i kind of felt like they were going to make it in such a way that people would be able to earn their way in there as an alliance well that's not what happened that's not at all what happened actually what they did is they created a solo milestone event to unlock the origin space except there was a couple of weird things about it first of all it was a level 25 and plus event so without the proper communication Scopely sent an early message that you weren't going to be able to get into Origin Space if you were not Ops 25. I'm here to dispel this rumor immediately. That is not the case. All right? Follow me through. Here's what Scopely's plan was, was to have a three-day event where higher-level players could go and mine an exorbitant amount of isogen or kill an exorbitant number of hostiles. 
All right, and it was a lot. It was a lot. I had a couple of people in my line that said, sorry, guys, not worth the effort. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. All right. Well, um, so that was that was a problem right off the bat is that we had some players who didn't have the time to put in that event because, Gregor, that was a grindy event, right? Well, and, and your other option was mining, but good Lord, everything was so packed up. Very few number of nodes. stockpile tier one isogen. Yeah. yeah, very few number of nodes, very, you know, very few systems where the nodes were available. But again, I believe Scopely doing this on purpose. I feel like there was a little bit of, of, of uh, thought behind this stuff, okay? Because uh, there were already tensions beginning to rise. There were already tensions beginning to present themselves because of these uh, these limited mining nodes, all right? So, and a lot of people, myself included, went out and did some mining and some hostile killing, all right? I finally got it done last night. Beyond the Stars, uh, Beyond the Stars says it took me about three hours or so. Um, I, I think mine was probably more than that. I, I didn't focus on it a thousand percent solid, but it, d it did take a while. It was not an easy event, but Panic said Sunday night too. If you heard him, he said, listen, I asked him the question because he said, we're going to gate access with an event. And I said, well, gosh, if you're going to gate access with an event, it's going to have to be a military supremacy style event. It's going to have to be a hard one to do because if you only have to go kill 25 hostiles, you're not gating anything. And he said, yeah, we know that we know that. All right. And it's not going to be an easy event. They, they told us it's not going to be an easy event. What they didn't tell us is that they were going to completely prohibit level 24 and below from getting into origin space at all for the first 72 hours. But here's what I'm here to tell you. Rest assured, ladies and gentlemen, the Unlock the Origin Space event is a 72-hour event. It expires in uh, roughly 40 hours from now. Okay, When that event expires, if you have not completed the event, then Origin Space will automatically unlock for everybody. Here's how they're doing it. If you paid attention to actually get the warp paths, you had to spend 100 raw G3 isogen. All right, well, you can't mine it. You, you were getting it as a reward for the top tier of the solo milestone, okay? So you need 100 raw G3 isogen to buy the gift chest, the chest that costs 100 G3 oxygen, in your gift section. Once you pay for that, it gives you the warp unlocks. What they're doing at the end of that 72-hour event, if you did not complete it, everybody who did not complete it is going to get a gift chest with, guess what? 100 raw G3 isogen. Then use that isogen to buy the gift chest and voila, your warp paths are unlocked. So this was part of what they did, Gregor, to gate progress in. Okay, only the super grinders were going to get in. Okay, uh, Abshir says, I don't think you could even get the event without being 25. That's kind of what I just said. Okay, that's what I just said. You did not have the opportunity at the event if you were under 25. Okay, so you are basically being forced to wait until the 72 hour. If you're 24 or lower, you are just not allowed in. Sorry, no juveniles allowed. <laughs> okay, for the first 72 hours. For the first 72 hours. Now, not my game name says spoiler alert 100 uh, G3 raw isogen is nothing. Yeah, except nobody can get it if you can't get into Origin Space. Okay, so. Uh, well, uh, for free. I mean, you can go buy packs, I guess. But, you know, whatever. You actually okay. couldn't. I didn't think I so. I mean, 
Not and yesterday. Maybe you can now, but you couldn't yesterday. Yeah, yesterday you could not. Today you could. Okay, today you could, but yesterday uh, you could not. So um, beyond the stars, you guys are missing the point. Beyond the star says armadas give 180k three star isogen. Hey, beyond, guess where those armadas are? Yes, inside Origin space. Okay, listen, the 100G3 raw isogen was not meant to be a super huge amount. It was just a key. It was a key. Okay, and that was the key to unlock Origin space for the players who got the event. If you didn't have the event, then you weren't Ops 25. So that was their step number one in mitigation for lag. Okay, good effort. I'm cool with that because, listen, last night, Gregor... There weren't that many people in there. There were not a ton of people in Origin Space last night. As a matter of it fact... It fantastic. You got to wipe out tons of armadas. We did. My Alliance, and uh, at least on Server 15, shout out My Alliance and Think. Those were the only two that I saw consistently running armadas last night. Um, and we wiped out Origin Space in the span of two hours. There were none left. We got them all. Uh, yeah, Snake Eyes, you guys. I saw you run probably five or six of them. All right. Uh, and, and to be clear, there weren't a ton to begin with. Spock says, have those armadas respawned? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we've run a couple today. We have run a couple today, but certainly not as many as yesterday. Definitely. Beyond the Star says some armadas have respawned. I'm not sure the exact respawn time, though. It's definitely over 12 hours. Pounce says, again, for the whales. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree. Yesterday was a complete grinders event. Now, granted, 25 plus. All right, but that doesn't make somebody a whale. I, I would laugh at you for going up and, and calling a level 26 player a whale. All right, it was a grinders event. Uh, grinders could have spent the time to get into Origin Space last night. Now, Well, even the armadas themselves are easy. The armadas like, are completely low-powered. Low yeah, the armadas have not. Listen, we're going to talk about the armadas too. There's so much to cover today because the armadas – uh, guys, I'm here to tell you, again, it's, it's always, you know, we, we have teased Gregor in the past. Gregor, you've experienced bugs before the rest of us because you progress faster in the game. Well, my line, same thing. We're doing armadas for the first, <clears throat> probably for the first two hours yesterday, uh, we are doing armadas, and then last night we kind of realized, holy crap, we're doing this all wrong. Guys, this armada mechanic is completely different than mud Mudmata's. Take Gala, throw her out the window. No Gala on these armadas because they only have a 10% crit chance. So get rid of Gala. Second of all, the armadas are not hitting hard at all. Okay? They are not hitting. Okay? You, you, you can solo a level 35 armada. Hands down, easy peasy. The problem with these armadas is a unique mechanic that we have never had before. We have never had the mechanic of too much cargo. Yes, folks, we have too much cargo. The payouts from these uh, uh, armadas are so high that if you don't structure your ship power, your cargo, your officers, and even the ships that you're using, all right, if you don't structure them right, then you are wasting your alliance's currency. Yes, wasting it, and we're going to explain it coming up here in a little bit. Stevens Aaron says it's the incentive to max the armada slots. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think you just got to be really smart about the ships and officers that you're using. 
right? Jerry Ryan says, where are the Armadas? On your server, they might be gone, but they are in origin space. And they are in almost every system. They are in, um, in all the Tier 1 systems. They are in basically half, okay? They are in 30 Tier 1 systems. Um, Beyond the Stars says, I found them primarily in beta. Jayberg says they're going to show up in beta and gamma systems. I, I, that sounds about right because the tier three systems, they show up in two systems. Uh, Jayberg says no alpha. And I haven't looked. By the way, it's available in LCARS. Go into LCARS and type uh, exclamation, um, exclamation armada scavenger layer 35 info. You type that command and it will tell you everything you need to know about the level 35. They are also 31s and there are 27s. That's it. Three levels. And by the way, just as an FYI, while we're handing out information, super cheap. They cost 50 normal uncommon directives. 50 normal uncommon directives. Super cheap. Super duper cheap. All right. Beyond the Star says, I've bookmarked every Armada spot I found. Every single one of them were beta. And that's good. Now, look at Wham right here. Wham has this perfectly balanced for him. Okay, it's perfectly balanced for him because he did not max his cargo. That means we got every dime out of it that we needed. Okay, the only argument that I might make here, Wham, and I can't see your officer slot, but did you run five? All right, because I did not. if you did not run five, then we're still leaving money on the table. Folks, here's the deal with these armadas, and I didn't mean to get into this part first, but we will. Okay, the armadas are no longer about ship management crew management, damage management, um, ship power management. That's not what these are about, okay? This uh, style of Armada is all about cargo. You got it beyond. It's about your haul, okay? If you go in and do an Armada and you walk out and your cargo bay is full, you messed up. Now, you might think, well, how can I mess up? I'm getting the maximum payout I can get. You sure are. You're also guaranteed leaving something on the table. You're if your cargo is full, I guarantee, guarantee it, the math didn't work out to where it just filled your cargo and the rest of it didn't get counted. You know, that didn't happen. You lost cargo. Now, somebody might say, well, wait a second. How about if I just take the cargo, my teammates get more? Nope. That's not how it's working, folks, okay? Listen, let's talk about how we know an armada pays out. We know it pays out based on percentage of ship power. Some people have challenged me on that before. Some people have lost, all right? It's divvied up by ship power, all right? It is still a pie, thank you, Snake Eyes, that is cut into pieces based on your ship power. So let's pretend that I've got my Enterprise out there and it's got a cargo bay of 60,000, for example. If I am the largest ship and I decide to run an armada with <clears throat> three other Vidar or three other Divors, for example, I'm going to use an extreme example. If I did an armada with three other Divors, what's going to happen? I'm going to get 95% of the loot, right? I'm going to get all the loot, except I can't hold all the loot. And just like your ship getting blown up in space, when you're raiding a base, you keep your protected. The other guy can take what he can take, and the rest of it is lost to space. The rest of it's gone. An armada is no different, folks. If your share of the pie 
is a 100,000 cargo and you can only hold 60,000 cargo, your teammates do not take the other 40% and stret- spread it out. That armada says, listen, 100,000 is your share. And if you can only carry 60, the rest of it, gone. It's blown into space. Okay? Now, Steven Zaren, I don't understand your comment. You say, but his cargo can only hold, say, 60%. Then he loses the rest of it. What are you saying? 60% or 60K? Oh, like like you said, you would take 90%. But if your cargo can only hold 60, then you lose that rest of that 30%. Oh, yeah, so that's what exactly said. what I'm yeah. saying. So we started, uh, we started postulating. Now, folks, I haven't tested this. And, Gregor, you're not a good test, okay, because your research is so outrageous. All right, but a test would be five Vidars or possibly uh, warships because these ships, these armadas are weak. These armadas are ex- incredibly weak. So another thing could potentially be uh, warships with Stan, possibly. Another person has suggested Stellas, okay? But Stellas, I mean, they can get up to 100,000 cargo, so, you know, I don't know. All right, some testing is needed here, but you need something with bigger cargo. Guys, don't send your legionary with 30,000 cargo. Not only are you cheating yourself, you're cheating your alliance. Well, that doesn't make sense, DJ. What do you mean I'm cheating my alliance? You are. You are cheating your alliance because your alliance is, refi- is relying on you to refine the alliance materials. If you lose raw, you can't refine the raw. And if you can't refine the raw into the alliance resources, you are slowing your alliance down. Okay? Some people have argued, well, could we try miners? I don't know. Can five miners take out a 12 million armada? It would be a very good test. It would be a very good test, but I don't know. Vidar's... You know, one million plus Vidars is going to be just fine. A one million plus Vidar, but not a ton of people have one million plus Vidars either. Okay? No. I agree. I agree that Vidars would probably be ideal, but you need five of them at one million. Okay? You need five of them at one million. The Vidar seems like it would be the best option, further proving the Vidar being, you know, just an absolutely wonderful ship. I, I always get cracked up when we come up with a new use for the Vidar, and I go back and I remember people saying on the official Discord, what a trash ship. It's a terrible ship. I, I didn't do it. I'm still not doing it. I'm pff, stupid. Waste of time. <laughs> Waste of time for faction credits, independent credits, Borg officers, active probes, and and a functional ship that you use in almost every other expansion in the game. (laughs) You know, Job says, we've done them with Vidars easy and not all at 1 million. That's good. Thank you, Job, for doing that test because I haven't had a chance to run it yet. Why haven't we been able to run it yet? Because all of our armadas are gone. (laughs) We tried. We tried to, we haven't found them to run. All right. So, um, you know, now Meow says, dude, most of our 40 plus, their faction miners are over a million power and have heavy hull. Uh, Yeah, Meows. Okay. And if I'm talking just to the 40 plus players, I still think a faction miner is too much. It's overkill. All right. You're not taking 2 million cargo out of these armadas, but you are taking more than 50,000. 
You know, you are taking more than 50000 Meow says, if crew doesn't matter, use Ston. Absolutely. Absolutely. I said that five minutes ago. If you, if you don't have a good enough Vidar, uh, or if you want to try to use your Enterprise or your, or your Augur with Ston, that's going to help some. But remember, he's percentage-based, so you're not going to get the same kind of buff you would get on a miner because it's percentage based. So, you know, you got to look at a miner. It's got 2 million and it's going to boost his cargo up to 2.8 million on your enterprise. That's 50,000. It's going to give you 58,000. See what I'm saying? It's not quite the same. All right. Um, but Kirk, Spock, Ston on an enterprise. No, that's not what I'm saying. Kirk, Spock, Ston, wham. Come on now, buddy. No Spock on an enterprise. Don't put Spock. Yeah, just just Spock, everybody. Use just Spock on it. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just Spock. But uh, Infinite Key says, with Ston, my jelly goes from 92 to 150, and that's good. Okay, that could be good. Snake Eyes is saying Joaquin, Kirk, and Ston would work, but Joaquin is interesting because you're just adding protected cargo, not actual cargo size. So I don't know that I would use him there. Um, we've only got one officer that actually increases cargo size, and that's Ston. So a five Kirk Ston would work on an Enterprise. Um, but, you know, again, I might say even potentially, well, yeah, five Kirk Ston snipes on an Enterprise would probably be good. Um, a f uh, a f I, I said this to Wham. I said this for my alliance. Because ship power is much less important Guys, if you have five of ten, it doesn't matter. It Just put her on the bridge, all right? I don't care if it's in the captain's spot. You know what? I'm going to go back to Snake Eyes. I don't care if you run Joaquin, Five, and Ston on an Enterprise. Go ahead. Do it. Run Joaquin, Five, and Ston on an Enterprise, and you're still going to win, all right? There are There's one must-have officer for these armadas, and it is five of ten. Okay. I don't care what other officer you use for these armadas. Five of ten is the must-have. I, I know that not the entire galaxy has her, but here is yet another reason why you got to get her. Another reason why you got to keep going with that grind. Why the event store that we didn't get this month, but apparently are going to get next month with ARC-4, which has already been confirmed. All right, Five of ten needs to be the absolute priority for for players big and small, okay? You got to get 5 of 10 because 5 of 10 is going to what? It's going to amplify your payout. And in this arc, I'm here to tell you, territory capture is beautiful, all right? In, in design, it's beautiful. It looks beautiful. It's deploying, for the most part, beautiful. I think Scopely did a pretty daggone good job here, okay? There's some issues which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, but the overall, this, this is presented well. All right. It is about gaining as much isogen as you can. Listen, the PVP is a great side effect. All right. Territory capture, we're all talking about how it was designed for PVP. It was built for PVP. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was modified for PVP, but this event at its core is about the accumulation of isogen. Isogen is the currency, folks. That is what you're paying for everything. By the way, nothing in this arc, nothing in this arc, not research, not services, 
not territory captures, not PvP, not entry fees, nothing costs crystal, gas, or ore. Nothing about this arc costs anything that we have ever had to grind. So when I say that this arc is a completely new video game, a completely new video game that has been installed into our video game, I damn near, I mean that. That is the truth. This game draws on nothing that you have ever done up to this point. If you have never done a daggone thing in this game, if you don't have a Vidar, if you don't have a G3 Epic, if you don't have a G4 ship, if you do not have a rare 32 level ship, if you are an Ops 15 and a Baby Jelly or a North Star or a, uh, a Taurus is your best ship, you can effectively play effectively play this is and and listen i know that there are people who disagree with me there are other content creators that disagree with me but i believe that this particular arc is as good as they have ever done at inclusivity at uh design and I know that people hate the hate the uh, I know people hate all the new currencies, but guys, it's either new currencies or we continue the chokehold of currencies that we've experienced up to this point. Okay, and and to be honest with you, I am completely one thousand percent okay with new currencies if if for this piece of the expansion anyway everybody has a good starting fair shake at ground zero all right now trickle says not if you can't get near an iso node all right i will go with that iso nodes are extremely limited how do you get one trickle (laughs) how do you get one how did everybody else get one how did everybody else get those nodes they took pvp them they killed players. All right. Jackham, OPC. Trickle says, I can't kill him with my Kumari. Trickle, uh, this particular event is 1,000% about alliance teamwork. I would hope that you are with an alliance that can take out a Horizon. If you're not, you're going to have a very rough day. You're going to have a very rough month. If no one in your alliance can kill somebody else's Horizon, then your alliance is very young and would probably be better served joining up. You know, and I'm not I'm not saying abandon your alliance, but I mean you couldn't be that far into the game if no one can kill a horizon. Okay? So, yeah, ask your alliance. Look at the chat here. Everyone's saying ask your alliance, okay? Um just just go with it. <laughs> okay? Ask your alliance. Meow says your alliance members should be sharing those nodes, and that's true. Listen, these nodes are so rare. I saw this happen last night. I kid you not. Now, it could have been an accidental an accidental click. Very well could have. But guess how I picked up my second node last night, Wham? Cuz you know I only had the one to start. But then later, um later I picked up a second one. You know how I did it? Because no. someone just warped away. Someone just recalled. There I was, literally right next to me. All of a sudden, I see a flash. I'm like, holy crap, that node's open. I hopped right on it. 
jumped right on it, picked up a node, didn't even have to kill anybody because someone warped off of it. The most selfish thing that anybody in your alliance can do right now is recall without passing that node to somebody else on your team. The nodes are hard to get, okay? The nodes are incredibly hard to get, but if somebody accidentally recalls, or maybe it wasn't an accident, maybe he's just a doofus and said, well, I'm done. <laughs> we'll go back to base. <laughs> All right. If that happened, well, his alliance is also in for a rough month because that guy's a dung beetle. I almost said something worse. Okay. Yeah. Tequila says maybe he just wanted the 25 ISO for the mission. Well, he's a dope. All right. Big Country says that would be an automatic boot in my alliance. I don't disagree. This, uh, this is more about teamwork than anything has ever been. This entire year. This entire year has been about cultivating teamwork. Look at Cal. Look at Apex. There have been events written for the stimulation of team play. And guys, it's here. All right. So we go back to the, uh, to the Armadas. All right. It's all about crew management. You need the most cargo. If you look at a battle report and your crew and your cargo says full, you screwed up. All right. Now you got a good haul. You did, but you took cargo away from your alliance because you didn't have enough to hold your share and the other players didn't get enough because of their power and you took the alliance currency and flushed it down the commode. So you should not be walking away with full cargo, folks. That is not the goal here, okay? Not the goal. You need to get as much cargo as you can, but if it says max, you left something on the table, okay? Second, um, these armadas, folks, let's, let's start with the accumulation of isogen. I've received dozens of messages today about the refineries and isogen. Uh, very quickly, I, I am, you know what, guys, I'm going to ask this question, uh, to the developers right now. ISO refinery, will the ISO refinery open to ops 24 and lower after origin space is unlocked and and i'm asking this question but i'm pretty sure i know the answer because folks i did not have the isogen refinery until i unlocked origin space i believe it's a, a prerequisite okay i'm pretty sure once you unlocked origin space then you got your you got your refinery can anybody actually disagree with me on that because i don't remember i wasn't paying that close of attention but i'm pretty sure that once i unlocked origin space then um, my tier two and tier three isogen unlocked um, and all of my progenitor alloys, all right? Not my game name says it was not tied to unlock. Shinjo says, uh, or Mishra says, no, you had to unlock to use refinery. Wait, you, you guys just said the exact opposite things. Dr. Serac says it says Ops 25. Shinjo says, I'm 99% sure you're right. <laughs> okay, so nobody has any freaking clue is what we're saying right now. <laughs> nobody has any idea. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to try to find out. See, I had this exact same screen. Even I had this exact same screen before the event. Okay, so that's why I'm saying I don't think that this is exactly right. I think you had to finish the event. Okay, Um Shinjo says mine, sho mine showed up after I did the update, DJ. Okay, so is there another update that's that's in the game right now? Am I missing an update here? Let me go back and look. I have updated one time. Let me check in the in the in the store and see if there's another update. Maybe I missed one. 
DJ, my son's a 29, has not started the unlock missions and has the refinery. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll find out. I'll get you an answer. Okay. We'll get an answer. Um, I've, I've just sent it up to uh, the Scopely help desk right now. All right. And we'll see what they can respond to because I cannot imagine they have told us it could also be tied to the origin tutorial mission. Snake Eyes says um, jet ski says specifically the refinery unlocked in the middle of the fourth unlock mission. So um, there's obviously here. We don't have a direct answer. We will find out. But to those of you who are 24 and down, I will 100 I will 99% guarantee you, you will still be able to play, okay? And your contributions will be necessary. The reason you don't have the refinery right now is because you can't even get into the daggone space, okay? And Scopely did that on purpose. That was on purpose, okay? So just be aware. Uh, Be aware of that fact. Get ready because your time is coming. You will be required to get in there and get busy very, very shortly. Shinjo is proving me wrong right now by showing me that the event is not done and that he has the full refinery. Um, Super Survivor says, full mission's done, can't get to the space. Um, no, they're not done. He said, he said no mission's done. Oh, and can't get to the refinery. I, I got you. And no, he has the refinery. He can't get into the space. So okay. he did not unlock the space, but he does have the refinery. Okay. We'll get you an answer. We'll get you an answer because I cannot imagine that they're not going to let you refine stuff. I mean, that means you couldn't do research. That means you couldn't contribute to the alliance. Like, there's no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's absolutely – that would be idiotic. Okay, that would be idiotic of Scopely to do. I don't think that Scopely's doing that. I don't think they're idiotic. I think that this is probably something that's going to unlock with the origin space here in in two and a half more days or two one and a half more days or whatever. Okay, it, it'll be fine. That's right, Tequila. Sixty percent of the time, the refinery is there. One hundred percent of the time. Uh, <laughs> so, folks, there is uh, the armadas. Okay, cargo management. Keep that in your head. All right. Um, next, the one thing that I do want to bring up about Armadas, this is the question that I have had a gazillion times, uh, is why are you talking about, why is, are the people doing two-star and three-star Armadas? Guys, once you unlock Origin Space, now follow me here, once you unlock Origin Space, you can only take over a Tier 1 system, correct? Like, at the beginning... Nobody can just go start in a tier three. You got to start in a tier one. So obviously you need to be mining the tier one. You were mining the tier one to unlock the system. Everybody's mining tier one, right? Everybody's mining tier one. So they're refining it so that the refined isogen is going to the Alliance and you guys are letting your Commodores and higher spend that on a territory. But your refinery goes to tier two and tier three as well. And they do have 22-hour cooldowns. So my opinion is this. Start banking your currency. Well, DJ, you're so silly. How can you bank two-star and three-star isogen if you can't mine it? What a dummy. Um, Do the armadas. Get a head start. This is why, think, shout out, big country. I guarantee it. Big Country is no fool, okay? I guarantee... By the way, me and Big did not discuss this. 
We said not a word to each other last night about this because each one of us probably thought, ooh, we've got a competitive edge. Check, one, two, Alliance. Listen, we can do this. Nobody else is doing this. This is going to give us the big edge. And then all of a sudden we saw each other in origin space. Big, let me ask you, what was your what was your mindset in doing all the two star and three star armadas last night? Uh just to get the material, get a head start on it. Wow. Did you just copy me? <laughs> Did you copy me? <laughs> Did you copy me? <laughs> I'm just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Big's not playing along. All right. I was going to play the fifth grade mocking game. All right. Everything he said, I was just going to say it better. All right. Guys, this is the point. You need the only way right now, the only way until you took over your first territory to get tier two and tier three isogen was to do the armadas. Now, not my game name says money, the great equalizer. Listen, in all fairness, Scopely. This wasn't out yesterday. <laughs> Big, this pack was not out last night, so we thought that we were doing the right thing. Okay? Now, granted, today a pack came out, and by the way, I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. Here, you know what? I'll pull up a screenshot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my scopely duty, and I'm going to promote a pack that I believe uh, big, even you, Gregor, you and I talked about it. Listen, I'm not a person that usually says to go and spend money, but I will always look at the packs and tell you whether or not I feel like they were a decent enough deal. And I'm here to tell you, they released a pack today that is bonkers good. Bonkers good as far as participation in this product. All right? Bonkers good. And I'm going to uh, send you a screenshot of it here in just a second. But this pack gives your alliance. Listen, this is Gregor. Gregor, this is probably one of the first packs that we have ever, um, that we, maybe not the first, but one of the first packs that we've ever had in the game that is literally almost 100% for the benefit of the alliance. And I'm throwing this screenshot up right now. Folks, take a look at this pack. Uh, well, as soon as it's done uploading, there it goes. Okay. I just, and I actually threw it in the chat room. Sorry. Somebody copy that over into the graphics room. If you don't care, take a look at this pack folks. All right. One purchase. And by the way, ISO emulsion. Sure. That is your personal currency that is used for research. We're going to talk about all the currencies here in a minute, but ISO emulsion is used for research and research alone. That's yours. The refined isogen, uh, one star, two star and three star. Okay, uh, those go straight to the Alliance Bank, straight to the Alliance Bank. Uh, here's another one. All right, here's uh, the second line of the same pack. Progenitor alloys, progenitor cores, progenitor diodes, progenitor emitters, progenitor reactors. Um, folks, this is all Alliance courtesy. Currency, <laughs> currency, courtesy, currency. Okay. This is a pack for the health and benefit of your alliance. Okay, And yes, it has a few materials. It looks like we're holding roughly $2 billion in steel. Okay, Most VIPs will tell you that's not a heck of a lot. Uh, it looks like we're holding <laughs> $10 million titanium. 
Whoop-dee-doo. And looks like it's giving us half a million dilithium. It's giving 200, for me, it's giving 240 ore and 167 crystal and gas. Uncommon. All right. Normally for $100, that's not what I'm spending money on. But this pack actually benefits the Alliance probably tenfold, Gregor. What do you think? I mean, the, the materials that it gives is enough to start two or three different takeovers, guys. Maybe more. And the, and, and, the services. And the yeah. services. The services that you have here. Okay? That's enough to activate a couple of services. So this is a good pack. This is a good pack. Uh, and I think that if you've got spenders, this is a pack that I would encourage if if they're team players, if they want to play, you know, if they want to spend. Gregor, you said it earlier. This is an opportunity for maybe a whale who wants to spend money on their alliance to do so with a direct result. All right, a direct result. Now, um, I am getting clarification in something. Let me, uh, I'll, I'll come back to that here in just a second. Let me finish my thought. All right. So this pack, very, very good. All right. I like the pack. I'm not trying to shill, but it's a daggone good pack for your alliance. If somebody's willing to, uh, if somebody's willing to buy it. And to your point, uh, a moment ago, <laughs> not my game name, but money is the great equalizer. You can buy money on this currency. Sure you can. Okay. But you can also completely participate in this arc, completely free to play. My alliance bought none of those packs. We were able to start two territories today without purchasing any of those packs. Okay? We did it naturally, grindy, mined it, refined it, and and was able to accumulate 900,000 refined isogen. Grade one. To, to start two takeovers. So um, the currency, we'll, we're going to dive into very, very deeply here in just a moment. Um, and, and I'm going to do it very quickly. So get your notepads ready. I'm going to do it very, very quickly because we're, we're running low on time. Guys, what I want to share with you is actually a piece of news that uh, I told you 99% I was sure on, so this is going to fall into the 1%. The Isogen Refinery is, in fact, 25-plus forever. The 15 to 24s can help in takeovers, but if you do want to help the Alliance Bank with Isogen, the piggy bank, then you're going to need to level up and... To a point, why not? The Vidar is a pretty daggone good ship. We've always talked about the Vidar. And FYI, Vidar blueprints will be given, will be made available for, you know, event store purchase. This arc, Franklin and Vidar blueprints will be made available this arc. So if you don't have a Vidar, it's time to maybe potentially level up so that you can do that. However... Uh, you guys are right. I was wrong. The refinery is 25 plus. Sorry about that. Sorry. I didn't know that. I wouldn't have expected that either. But nonetheless, there it is. So the refinery is 25 plus. Guys, get to 25. Get to 25. Get to 25. Help your lines, all right? Refine that isogen because here's what it's going to do. And folks, I'm going to give you the currency path right now. If I could please direct your attention to the graphics room and uh, we're going to go up two images. I'm not going to repost it because it's right there, but I'm going to show it here in the chat room so we can look at it in real time. Folks, here is your alliance chart. Uh, Raw Isogen. 
Raw Isogen must be refined. It has a 22-hour cooldown. There are three types, of course, Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3 Isogen. That Isogen will respectively mine uh, and be refined into refined Isogen of Tier 1, Tier 2, or Tier 3. Tier 1 Isogen is to, very simply put, start Tier 1 uh, takeovers. Tier 2, shockingly enough, that's for Tier 2 takeovers, and Tier 3 is for Tier 3 as well. It's also used in some services, okay, depending on the tier territory that you're in. So you will always get Tier 1, 2, or 3 Isogen. Put a little asterisk mark next to this. This is why I'm going to come back and explain why the Armadas are so crucial. Then, we're also refining this raw isogen of Tier 2 or higher, by the way. You don't get it with uh, Tier 1, all right? But with Tier 2 or higher, you're getting Progenitor Alloy, all right? Progenitor Alloy is then what you further refine into diodes, cores, emitters, and reactors, all right. All four of those are required for deeper services. But folks, hear me, hear me when I say, hear me when I give you this warning early on. Right now, this moment, today, your alliance needs to ignore diodes, emitters, and reactors. You need the cores. Because folks, cores are required for a tier two territory takeover. The cores, let me say it again, the cores, the progenitor cores, you need 50,000 of them to begin a tier two takeover. You get them 400 at a time. You hear what I'm saying? 400 at a time. If you need 50,000 divided by 400, that means your alliance needs to generate one, and it's not that slow, not my game name, think about it. You need 125 refines, 125 refines. Well, let's figure out how much that's actually going to cost, okay? 125 refines. I could do one right now. I could do one refine here. Let me show you this, all right, uh, screenshot, and let me throw this up into the chat. Uh, here we go. All right, now, I, do, I, I don't know if this changes by ops level, but it costs me 7,920 progenitor alloy to refine 400 cores, all right? If that's the same for everybody, my alliance has to refine it 125 times to get 50,000, okay? 50,000 is what it takes to start a Tier 2 takeover. Now, 125 refines ain't that bad. If you've got a full alliance chock full of actives, okay, then you can do it in two days. Two days, okay? But you need enough tier two isogen to get you this number of cores. Let's back up one step. How much progenitor alloy can you get? All right, well, on. I've done a tier two refine. Okay, can somebody, uh, my level, anybody ops 39, uh, or 38, can you show me your Tier 2 Isogen uh, refinery? Tier 2 Isogen refinery. You get refinery. exactly 7,920. Okay, so it's the same as the Tier 3 one then? It, okay, it must be the same because I'm also getting uh, 3,960 times 2. I'm getting 7,920 out of the Tier 3 one as well. All right. So, so I just said that it might take two days to get it, but I didn't even think about the tier three refinery and herein lies 
my point, ladies and gentlemen. Why are the Armada, Armadas crucial? Because if you own no territory, Armadas are the only way to get Tier 2 and Tier 3. If you own a Tier 1 territory, you can mine Tier 2 Isogen, but you can also get it from Armadas. And Tier 3 Isogen only comes from Armadas if you own a Tier 1 territory. Do you understand? The idea here, the point is you want to be able, and I have not been successful, by the way. I have failed in my own attempts here. All right? But the idea right here is to do each of these refines daily. And by the way, I'm short. I have failed in my own personal goal. Take a look right here. I just posted the screenshot. And by the way, moderators, please help me copy and paste this stuff into the graphics room. For me, I did a, a Tier 1. I'll actually be able to do another Tier 1 very soon because I was able to do that one easy peasy yesterday. But notice the Tier 1 doesn't give the alloy. All right? Tier 2 and Tier 3 give the alloy. I haven't even done a Tier 3 yet. I'm so close. I'm so close. Look, I can, I've got 142, but it costs 150. I need one more Armada, and I can do a Tier 3 refine. But technically, think about it. Technically speaking, we need 125 refines. 125 refines of progenitor alloy. All right? We are getting 7,920 exactly out of one, uh, out of one refine of Tier 2 Isogen or Tier 3 Isogen. So essentially, one Tier 2 refine equals the one refine that you need for the progenitor alloy, right? So if the Alliance needs 125 of those, you need 62, 63 players to do a Tier 2 and a Tier 3 refine in the same day, and you'll be ready for a Tier 2 takeover. You hear what I'm saying? Which is why the progenitor alloy should be, for right now, be 100% dumped into progenitor cores. You should not be spending this stuff on other currency until you're ready to invest in the service that you actually want. Okay? You want everything in cores right now so that you can progress through the map. All right? Willfor says, if the Armadas ever come back, which they will. All right? On the Armadas topic, I will bring this up, and then we're going to take a break, and we'll come back for more. All right? Um... <clears throat> I talked about this earlier today in a stream. The, the Armada payouts, as compared to their spawn rates, are directly related, guys. We talked about this a while back. Gregor, I don't know if you heard this part of the conversation earlier or not. We looked at, when Armadas were first launched, we looked at Uncommons, right? And they were pretty bountiful. Obviously, we wiped them off the server, but the spawn rates were pretty low. They were back within a couple of hours, okay? Then rares happened. Rares happened, and they were wiped out within a couple of hours, but then they didn't come back. It was like 10, 12 hours on rares, remember? And then epics were introduced. Uh, by the way, do you guys know, even still today, what the spawn rate is on a normal epic in your, in your galaxy? Anybody know? Is it variable? Like... Well, it is, it is, oh no, it is variable, but do you know what the minimum window is? Shinjo's the closest, but you're still wrong. You're still way short. Snipe says a 39 epic is 12 to 24 hours. No, sir. Thank you, Orion Pax. The minimum is three days on an epic. A normal epic, the minimum is three days. 
Now, remember, Snipes, you say, yes, it is. No. Remember, each each system is capable of holding more than one. I'm talking about the epic spawn rate on that particular point. That particular spawn point will not bring back another epic for a minimum three, maximum 12 days. That's the window. Three to 12 days. Goblin says there's tons of epics on my server. That's because you guys aren't running them. Okay? Because you're not running them. All right? Three to 12 days is the window for an epic. Now, we argue and say that the epics, although they're expensive, okay, they're expensive and they are hard to, uh, they're hard to accumulate the directives to do them, all right, but they pay really well, right? They pay super well. That's why people love them. That's why they are expensive. That's why people want to do them. That's why when you start one, your entire alliance comes running because the payouts are good. All right. I agree, Spock. The cooldown on the store is my biggest problem because I've got more credits than I can spend. But that's why the, the chest, the epic and rare chest are valuable. So those have a high spawn rate. And when we get an Armada event, that's why we always complain. The spawn rate is terrible. We can't do Armadas. There's not enough Armadas because the spawn rate is higher because the payouts are good. The payouts are excellent. All right, Truck and Chick says crappy payouts. Mm, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know about that. I've never. One <laughs> get used are because they have terrible payouts. Oh, you're talking about the little ones, like the level twenty and twenty threes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Snipe says the funny thing is the thirty nine epics spawn more than the thirty six epics. Uh, probably because the thirty nine epics are the ones that are actually getting done. The thirty nine epics are your mother load. That's the super payout. All right. But anyway, that, that's not what I wanted to dive into. I'm just trying to draw a correlation. Then we had Borgmatas. Borgmatas. Uh, I don't know why this rumor got started. Big, did you start this rumor that I loved Borgmatas? Because I didn't love Borgmatas. I liked the Mega Cube thing. Okay. I mean, I thought it was cool. The graphics were good and I enjoyed the mechanics, but the payouts blew. The payouts blew. Listen, I never argued that the payouts were great. Never. Okay? The payouts were abysmal. If you guys remember, the payouts were super tiny amounts of inert nanoprobes. Yeah, tequila, that's what I loved about it. I did. I loved the teamwork and I loved the math. I did. I didn't love the idea of Borgmatas themselves. Okay? It wasn't that I was all salivating over the Borgmata. The Borgmata paid out nothing, all right? But it paid out nothing and was an instant respawn. It paid out nothing, but it was always there. You could run an infinitesimal number of Armadas, but get nothing in return. As a matter of fact, the Armadas were the event. The, the better rewards were the events and the milestones and the events. The Borgmatas were just the hostile that you had to kill. All right? That was just the hostile that you had to kill. Now, and I'm not denying I love the math. Oh, my God, you guys are killing me on this. Listen, focus, class. All right? I'm trying to draw a correlation here. Borgmatas were an instant respawn yet paid nothing. Now, let's fast forward to Mud Matas. Mud Matas are an instant respawn. But what did they do? What did they do to make us 
in our heads to give us the, the best part of, of Armadas. They wanted us to have the higher payout, which I think that we did for the most part. I think Armadas pay out okay. They pay out okay. They're not great, but they pay out okay. What is the bottleneck with Mudmatas? The bottleneck with Mudmatas is the store. You can't refine uranium but once every three days. Okay? So they balance the spawn rate of the Mudmatas and the payout against locking the store down for three days. Okay? So we've looked at this mechanic now three different ways, and all three ways we're seeing Scopely controlling the flow of payout. Are you guys hearing me? All right. Scopely doesn't want me talking about this, but this is what it is. Scopely is controlling the rate of their own economy injection. And why is anybody surprised by that? I'm not. You shouldn't be surprised by that because what's happening is they these... Uh, armadas are, by the way, paying out massive amounts of isogen. Massive amounts of isogen. To the point, guys, where we're talking about how to use ships to use bigger cargo because your ship can't hold it all. You hear me? Your ship literally is getting so much payout, it can't hold it all. Okay. So the spawn rates are naturally going to be reduced. And by the way, they have been. That is absolutely 100% confirmed that the spawn rates were intentional. The number of armadas were intentional. And just like everything else in territory capture, PVP will prevail. Folks, listen to me. If you see a tier two or a tier three armada out there in in territory space all right if you want it fight for it because that armada ain't going to be back for well so far we're at about 18 hours and counting 18 hours and counting on a lot of the tier three armadas so folks if you see one go for it if somebody's planted a pin eh, too bad so sad I know that my alliance had this conversation today, and because you're not paying real money to start these armadas, because they cost uncommon armada directives, and by the way, even half of what a normal armada does, because we've been accumulating uncommon directives for a year and a half, and most of us have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of them, okay, my alliance made a decision, if we want your armada, we're going to come and try to take it. Didn't cost you real money, but we need the currency. We need the progression, all right? Big Country says, game time. Love it, all right? Now, listen, before I put this out there, Big, since you're actually on my server, you and you and JB need to have a conversation because I don't know that he's going to take them. I don't know. He, he, by the way, this isn't his idea. This was my suggestion, all right? When I can only find two armadas in the span of an hour and then one of them I find already has a pin in it, makes me mad. I want to take it. I want to kill those ships and then take it for myself. And, and I might. All right? But obviously, I need to run that by my admiral. <laughs> Maybe. All right? Maybe. I like this comment here. Blue Mandalorian says, wait a minute, DJ. You mean to tell me Scopely is limiting 
the progression and the currency to encourage pack buying? What are you saying, sir? Why didn't why didn't anybody say anything? That's what's happening, folks. All right, and I'm not saying that it's to encourage pack buying, but they are controlling progression. And why is anybody surprised by that? Nobody should be surprised by that. That is the way it's been from day one. All right, so find the armadas, fight over them. All right, make sure you're not wasting the currency, because guys, I'm here to tell you, the currency is rare. The armadas. I mean, listen, to do one armada is going to pay you the amount that you could mine in probably minimum an hour and a half to two hours. Seriously, to do one armada, you can get enough currency that would replace mining for an hour and a half to two hours. So what would you rather do, an armada or mine for two hours? That's your choice. That's your choice. Seabass uh, says the time of the armada, 15 minutes. It is 15 minutes because they want war. All right, they want PvP. Some of you guys are saying you're going to go mine it. Well, that's cool. Not me. I want the armadas. All right, um, Quackfu, unlocking the origin sector will no. The event is not going to open, Quackfu. The event is going to be gone. What's just going to happen is uh, the under twenty-five at the end of the three-day event. They're just going to be given the 100 G3 isogen to claim that gift chest in their gift section and therefore unlock the warp paths. Okay. See you later, Big. Thanks. Guys, we're going to take a break. We've been on for a little over an hour. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, talk about a couple of other things that we learned today regarding the takeovers themselves, and then we're going to take some questions. A very big patch, lots of information, and I am here to give you everything I know. We're going to take a very quick break. When we return, more about Territory Capture and Discovery Arc 3. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll be back in a moment. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Bacon Shake, the seasoning mix for chicken and pork with more caffeine than 45 cups of espresso. Tonight, on an all-new intervention, we go inside the disturbing new addiction that's bringing America to its knees. My name is Donald Trump, and I'm addicted to filing lawsuits over the 2020 election. He called our law firm this morning after the election and said he wanted to challenge the results in Michigan, and we thought, well, no big deal. Then he called back about Nevada and Pennsylvania and Arizona and Georgia, and I thought, this can't be good. Challenging the results of the election was a, a high, like nothing I've ever experienced before. Incredible. Not only did it keep me in the news, but it kept me in the office. He started challenging mail-in ballots, military ballots, absentee ballots, you name it, ballots. And then I hit rock bottom. Terrible. I refused to call up sleepy Joe Biden and concede. Intervention. The challenging the election epidemic. Hey, why are you dragging me out of the Oval Office? Get off of me. Tonight at 9 on a and I didn't lose. It's fake news. I want to call my lawyer.
is territory. Territory capture is a battlefield, and love is a battlefield. Welcome in, everybody. I am um, I'm super pumped about this musical selection. Thank you for the request. Love, <laughs> love is a battlefield. But we love each other on our game servers, right? Most people love each other. Most people enjoy playing the game. They enjoy getting along with each other. But even more so now... We have a reason to all out bash each other's brains out in these PvP zones. It's called Territory Capture. Uh, love is Territory Capture, folks. Welcome back. Good evening. Welcome in to the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And uh, as we uh, were talking about coming into this break, we got a lot of stuff that we have gone over. So we have covered the currencies. Um, the one thing that we didn't uh, specifically cover on the currency was the um, ISO emulsion. All right. ISO emulsion, which is also refined from the raw isogen. That is actually the only personal currency that you're going to get to keep. The alloys and the refined isogen go to the Alliance Bank. But ISO emulsion is yours. That's an individual currency, and it is used to get you through the new Territory Capture Research Tree. All right, that's where it's going to be used is in the new Territory Capture Research Tree, which uh, is out, and there is an event if you want to speed through some of that stuff. There's some interesting researches in there. Um, we talked about this the other day on the show. Um, I guess I guess it was on the stream. Must have been on the stream yesterday. We talked about some of those researches, and we will get into that. If we don't get into it in detail tonight, we'll get into it in detail soon, I promise, because there are some good researches, and there are some poopy researches. So, um, yeah, we might do some videos on that. We've got some time. Uh, I am uh, I'm on lockdown, for those of you who haven't heard my story. So I'm at home for the next week and a half. Um, I uh, am quarantined from work until... Monday, November 23rd. <laughs> so I'm not going back to work. I'm home. Uh, you say lucky you. Let me tell you why I'm quarantined. I'm quarantined because my wife has tested positive for COVID-19. So am I so lucky? Uh, no, but I will say this. Fortunately, fortunately, uh, no one in my family has had any ridiculous, crazy symptoms. Um, everybody seems to be doing all right. She is. She describes herself as fighting a mild flu. That's how she describes herself as, uh, as fighting a mild flu. But because I've been exposed, by the way, my test was negative, but I have been exposed. And listen, I live in the same house. So, I mean, there's kind of like a 100% guarantee I'm going to get it. Um, but, you know, if that happens, it happens. Uh, but uh, I am at home for uh, I'm at home for the next two weeks. So that's that's the only reason I've been streaming all day today and all day yesterday. This is not normal for me. I don't get to stream this much, but uh, we are having fun with it. And it's a big patch. So I'm having some fun with it. Anyway, all right, Gregor, we've talked currency. We've talked armadas. We've talked cargo sizes, which is very important. We've talked why do those armadas. We've talked about the fact that you need to do all three refines every single day. Shall we talk about the actual takeover strategy? Gregor, you did one, but you said you were uncontested. Is that correct? That's correct. Why are you so quiet? This was, you know, it was, I'm not quiet, dude. It's just on your side. Everybody else says it's fine. Oh, gosh. It is but, quiet. Okay, go ahead. But, uh, I mean, on our server, there was some admirals that made gentlemen's agreements about letting them get their first territory capture stuff. So. Oh, God. Why? I know. Why? See? Well, I don't know. As long as it's limited to the first one, I guess it's okay. Limited to the first one. Yeah, but that's where it starts is on the first one. 
then someone's gonna be like, oh, it's only our second one. And it's still a tier one, so it ain't no big deal. Or it's just a tier two. Guys, I, <laughs> this is just my opinion, but I encourage you not to politicize this space. All right? <laughs> God. I, I guarantee, I guarantee on my server, this, uh, this space will not be politicized. I don't think that the biggest alliances will allow it. I mean, even Big Country said here just a few minutes ago, he said, game on. People are excited about having an excuse to blow people up. I mean, if you own a territory, that's your territory. You're mining, right? You're mining in it. I can already tell you that there are alliances already on server 15 that have made their declaration. These are no-fly zones. Do you remember back in the very beginning of the game, folks, like when you when you did hives back in the very beginning of the game when you did hives how many of you guys made your system no fly like if if you were listen back in the day when you're mining tritanium okay how many people took over a, a system and and it was no fly meaning that if somebody came in they instantly died all right jet skis got the idea we have made our territory kos Stevens Aaron said the same thing. Virtual Army, same thing. Yeah, our territory is a no-fly zone. If you're not an ally, you die. Guys, Listen, I will like say, I will say for my server, we're a lower population server. So uh, there was really only two. There was a there was a contested territory. The first one was contested by two lower level alliances. I bet that but was interesting two, to watch. Did you get to watch it? No, I didn't. I I was while you were streaming and I was away was the PvP zone one. Mm. I, I wanted to, but I, I couldn't time wise. <laughs> Foe. Foe says I'm gonna test your no fly zone. <laughs> Foe. Foe is on server. But 15. I think your your servers every server's <laughs> a little different environment, right? So if this if this had four high powered alliances, uh then I think it probably would have been more contested even on the first one. Mm -hmm. But you know, it depends on your server, I think. So. Well, uh, you know, listen, our server, for the most part, gets along as, as people, gets along as individuals. But, yeah, there, there, are, um, there are no such agreements, you know. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Forget About It, who just said he's going to test my no-fly zone, Forget About It is on, um, is on server 15 and is in an alliance, as by, the, by chance, is in the alliance that totally kicked my ass in our first takeover attempt. Scored triple the number of points. Yes, Jayberg. He just beat me right into the ground. Like, it was not even it wasn't even close. Like I didn't have a chance. It was like mercy rule. All right. Scopely, you should invent a mercy rule. All right. If somebody scores ten thousand points on you in four minutes, you can just call it over. Okay. Uh <laughs> it wasn't that bad. But no, they tripled the number of points. Tripled our points. So um, the politics, I, I would encourage people not to get too bent out of shape on the politics. Uh, have fun with it. This is a PvP zone with no PvP banding. Take advantage of it. And if you are not a player that wants to be that fly on the wall, then don't be here. I mean, it, it, I, I'm not trying to exclude anybody, but I'm being dead serious. This, If you are the player who even with PvP bracketing is saying that PvP bracketing is so unfair and just you feel bullied and you don't enjoy the game, then you're not going to enjoy territories. Plain and Well, and simple. the nice part is, is you don't have to, right? If, exactly. If your alliance does, they can collect the territory and get the reward and you can benefit and 
Let there him have to do anything. There you go. Yeah, move move on. Do do just keep working on your Franklin. Keep working on them faction miners, okay? Go go back and finish your Vidar. Okay, because territories ain't for you. All right. Uh, I mean, they, I think that they tried to make it for everybody by offering the currencies, the mining, the armadas. You know, they, they did a lot of this stuff. But I'm here to tell you, <coughs> if you're a level 15, <coughs> let's be more realistic. Let's say you're a level 24. A level 24 and you're flying into a system that you're not supposed to be in. Gregor, the 49, can hit you and kill you because you're not supposed to be there. So... Just saying. I had to test that. I had to test that as soon as it was out. I'm glad you did. You could have tested it yesterday. You know, the no PvP banning was working in that uh, that uh, example system. The one that I can't did be... test it. That's yeah, right. Tested. That yeah. one that can't be taken over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Snake Eyes points out a really good mechanic, and uh, it absolutely pointed out by Wham and Gregor both earlier. The, here's the thing. The territory bonuses for lower players who have less research... These territory buffs are, are going to impact you more than it is someone like Gregor. Okay? So you do get benefits by playing, but high risk, high reward. Okay? Having said that, the benefits on some of these are really good for me. Like, we went over construction earlier. Well, yeah. Go ahead and share it. Let, let's talk about some of it. Because you're right. Some of it's really good, and some of it is not so good. Gregor, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, one of the, a couple of the ones that you were happy with, because you also sent me a list of the ones you're not happy with, and I want to show some of those off. Uh, oh, you're talking about researches. I'm talking about the territory bonus. That's fine, but they, they all behave in the same way, Gregor. Yeah, yeah, that's and, true. That's and, true. And here's one thing that I don't like about the buffs. The one thing I don't like about the buffs is they're so temporary. They last for seven days, and you got to buy them again. All right? So not a big fan of that. All right? Um, but, you know, that's, that's how they work. At least the research is forever. Okay? The research is forever, but <laughs> some of them still have silly returns. All right? Gregor, go ahead. Uh, why don't you, real quick, just based off what you've been able to see and what you've looked at here, uh, take a look at <laughs> very nice. Uh, take a look at the research you liked, or not? Sorry, the buff that you are, are really interested in right now. You tested a buff. What do you What do you like about it? Yeah, it was a twenty percent uh, construction efficiency, so twenty percent cost efficiency on the base RSS, and I was getting about nine percent effective out of that. That so makes for sense. For me, that dropped an ops upgrade from. 78.6 billion down to 71.8 billion i think all right you, you know why that one was more effective than something else guess how many building efficiencies you have how many building efficiency one. researches do you have right now well without the new tree one without yeah. the new tree you have only one building efficiency research so because of my ever so popular law of physics yeah, people. Apparently, I made that up. Apparently, the law of diminishing return is not a thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trademark that. I think. How do I patent that, Snake Eyes? Because everyone's talking about this diminishing return thing. That came from us. That's apparently not a real thing. It's a real thing in mathematics. It's not a real thing in physics. <laughs> no one's okay. Well, I'm glad it's a real thing. I thought it was a real thing, but everyone keeps talking about uh, the my 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 law of diminishing return. I have to explain it because no one even knows what it is. I'm glad you guys know because a lot of people don't know. But anyway, it's a it's a real thing. I thought it was a real thing. All right, because there's only one research, 
because there is only one research, it is more valuable. The more researches you add, the less valuable it becomes. All right. So let's talk about let's talk about one or two uh, new additions here that did not work. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to show you this, uh, and you'll have to bear with me because I'm copying back and forth, and I am going to put them into the graphics room because because uh, there's a lot here. Okay, uh, right here, ship statistics um, on attack. All right, this is ship statistics on attack. Uh, I am going to now show you the ship statistics on attack after a research was applied, and then I'm going to tell you what the research was. First of all, let's play a game, Gregor. Tell me the difference. Where is the difference, somebody? You'll have to do it in voice because I'm not watching chat. Does anybody see the difference in these statistics? Come on now. Who can find it? Armor, pierce, and accuracy. Armor, pierce, and accuracy. And what were the changes? Looks like we got a change of roughly 400 in armor pierce, about 440. And in piercing, we got a change of about, what, 290. 290. That is some mind-breaking research. Mind-breaking research, okay? Uh, by the way... Congratulations, that was a 15% bonus to enhanced piercing. Yup. 15%. 15%. There's so many mitigation bonuses research out there. That was a 15%. Here, let's play another one. Let's play another one. Uh, and I'm not going to do all of these, I'm, you know, because my point is coming across very loud and clear. I am not a fan of redundant research. I'm liking it less and less as time goes on. But uh, let's play this next one here. There's your before shot. Here is your after shot. And for those of you listening in podcast form, you definitely got to join the Discord and take a look at these. All right. Here's a before and an after. The difference is 85 points on armor. The before figure is 4,600. The after figure is 4685. Shield deflection on the before is 28164. It's 28688 on the after for a net gain of about 520 points. Anybody have an idea about what that one is? What did that one do? Oh, I've got it for you. That one was enhanced defenses, ladies and gentlemen, providing a 15% bonus to um uh, defense stats, dodge, shield deflection, and armor. All right. You can't even see the raise in dodge because it's rounded. It says 31,000 and 31,000. But apparently that went up by 15%. And that was to base. So, you know, just, yeah, I mean, not even, uh, not, sorry, not to base, but to the efficiency model, to the equation. So it's not even doing enough to change it, even 1,000 dodge points. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is wildly mind-blowing research. Let's look at one more. I, would, I do want to show one that was a positive thing, okay? I want to show one that was very, very good. Um, no, you, no, I don't. No, I don't. I want to show one more that's really bad. <laughs> I want to show. There's Officer. Yes. Yep, you got it. Uh, take a look at this one, folks. Here's your officer stats, okay? There's your before image. <laughs> Scopely's going to be so mad at me. Uh, here's your after image, okay? This is on officer stats. Uh, we went from officer attack of 87 to 88. 
We went from defense of 477 to 484 and health of 383 to 389. Ladies and gentlemen, that was um, 5% boost to all officer stats. 5% boost to all officer stats. Uh, You guys get what I'm driving at here. These researches. These researches. And I was originally, Gregor, being very complimentary because it felt like the, the research dependencies had been removed. No, they weren't. They weren't. It just took me a minute to get there. All right. But uh, you did have to you did have to drive around for a minute to get to the researches you wanted. Um, now, there are uh, a couple of good ones in here. OK, uh, I do want to draw your attention to efficient ship upgrades now this one i can get on board with okay and actually it was ripper who said earlier that he felt like in the entire tree that the three vertical uh efficient researches efficient research efficient ship upgrades and efficient construction he felt like these were the best ones because they are affecting crystal gas and ore for everything at a significantly higher percentage than they ever have before, which is kind of exactly what we said, Gregor. If you're going to make researches more effective, then the percentages need to be higher than what we're used to. All right, here is your before image uh, that's coming up right now, and I presume that this is something redonkulously expensive. What what ship is this for you, Gregor? The Pylum. All right, so it's his rare level 46 Pylum. Uh, you can ignore the size of these numbers, but obviously you can see that the uh, that the difference saved him a lot on a on a research that would have cost thirty two hundred and twenty four. Now he's only spending thirty one hundred. That five percent yielded him over a hundred four star rare material. All right, so that I mean that's that's pretty significant. Obviously that that ship component's super expensive anyway, but um, those particular researches, all of those. Uh, efficient, efficient ship upgrades, the the construction, the research, those were really, really good. Those were really very, very good. Uh, but the research dependencies are still there, and you got to travel around and and do all the other researches in order to get to those. So anyway, Truck and Chick says, do we have stats on the new prime research impacts? Uh, not just yet, uh, but I will tell you this. All right. Um, let's go in, Gregor, and just off the top of our heads, let's take a look at these primes very quickly. Uh, and, and guys, I'll tell you right now, it's easy for you to figure out. You don't have to do the math. You just have to think about how many other researches are out there that affect the same thing. Prime protected cargo. Let's talk about this one first. Prime protected cargo. Currently, right now, there are two protected cargo researches in the entire game one is called survey security which affects all survey ships it's in your galaxy tree and the second one is in the outlaw tree but only affects the botany bay okay so for a faction miner there's only one research in the entire game for protected cargo henceforth within i probably just made that up i don't think henceforth is a thing but nonetheless (laughs) prime protected cargo if you are mining a lot, if you are stealing Franklin cargo or doing Vidar runs, yada, 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 even now that we're determining that, you know, hey, there's a lot of isogen being handed out, especially by the Armadas. Can you imagine finding an Armada? Even if you didn't want to take it over, Gregor, you are guaranteed after an Armada, there's going to be overcargo. All you got to do is sit there. 
Wait till the Armada's over and then kill all the ships. You're going to get cargo. There is 0% chance you won't get cargo if you hit somebody after they do an isogen Armada. All right? So the Prime Protected Cargo, in my book, gets a passing grade. Okay? I like it. All right? I like it. Um, and Gregor, you were the one to kind of turn me around to that, so I appreciate that. Prime Damage versus Players. Prime damage versus players. This one, in my mind, is not going to be as potent because there are a number of researches that increase damage. And some of those researches only increase damage to hostiles, so you can throw those away. But the ones that just increase damage overall are still going to apply. Plus, there's another PvP uh, damage research in the Galaxy Tree uh, up, you know, in the 40s, if, if you're up there, you've got a you've got a G4. It's not a G4, but you got a PvP research there in the Outlaw Tree as well. So this one, I, I, I only know one person that has it, and he told me he didn't see much of a benefit. Uh, as a matter of fact, mathematically, he told me he couldn't see it, but we haven't had a chance to go through the logs yet and look. But only one person that I know has bought it, and he doesn't see a difference. Gregor, have you picked this one up yet? And have you seen any? I, I have picked it up, and it is super negligible. Um, oh, super negligible. to put that in context, like if you have a Tier 9 Enterprise and your um, energy weapon fires, this research is going to add, what, like 40K damage to the shot? There you go. That's not 40K times a bunch of other stuff. That's 40K net. So whatever your energy shot's doing now, add 40k. There you go. If you're fighting another player ship. There you go. All right. I so, mean, as a general idea, right? Your level and other researches affect how, your total shot, but they don't change what that multiplier is off the base. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. And so there you go, folks. All right. Is that worth it? Uh, my gut tells me no. Okay. My gut tells me no. I'm not interested. All right, uh, let's take a look at the uh, at the next one here, there because there was one more. I don't remember what it is. I just uh, hopped out of that screen. So going back, uh, here we go. The third prime that is currently available is Prime Capture Node Damage. We're still talking about damage. All right, and for the same reason that damage in PvP was negligible because there's a bunch of researches, okay, a bunch of researches that impact damage. Damage while occupying a capture node, I am also very nervous about. Um, you know, all the officers are now increasing damage. The new officers are increasing damage when defending a capture node. Folks, there are so many things impacting that damage. I mean, Gregor, if you're sitting on a capture node defending, all right, and you've not only got all of the normal weapon damage researches, but now you've got the PvP damage coming into play, and now you've got capture node damage coming into play. I don't know how. Now, listen, maybe not as negligible. A minute ago, you said 100% got you about 40,000 damage on that shot. Okay, so another... Yeah, this one's 150%. So what is the what is that going to give you if if 40% went up, let's just substitute it out and say you're on a capture node. This one's probably going to give you what? F uh, 40 f probably around 50, 55. Yeah. I mean, together they're 3 300%, right? 
yeah together yeah and and so you know together, what in yeah. fairness that was something we kind of you know I didn't suggest monetizing it quite like this, but we did say, listen, you know, if you offer a research that is substantial in percentage, then it would be worth it. And guys, these two primes are actually almost almost related. Okay, the capture node. It's like a what is it? A, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. Okay, the if you're sitting on a capture node, you're going to get both of them. If you're just PvP in, you only get the first one. All right, so this one is definitely more applicable to somebody who's going to be sitting on capture nodes. Um, but again, I mean, I'm not strong enough. I keep dying. I sit on a capture node, I die. So I don't know that this, you know, 40,000 a shot is not going to do much for me. I mean, I'm not dying by a little. I'm dying by a lot because I'm fighting G4 ships. So, and I'm here to tell you, this $100 prime is not going to level the playing field between me and a G4 ship. So I am sadly not a fan of that one either. Okay. And Bernard says 40,000 would be a lot for my Centurion. But guys, keep in mind, he used the stats for a tier nine enterprise. You're not going to get 40% on a, or 40,000 on a Centurion because it's percentage based, Bernard. All right. So you got to look at your energy shot compared to that of a tier nine enterprise. And now you can get the ratio. Okay. Now you can get the ratio. Because it wouldn't be 40000 on a Centurion. It's probably going to be 5000 All right. So, Chick, if I was going to pick one, it would be the first one. I like the Prime Protection. Okay? I do, especially because this arc is going to be throwing Isogenatus in buckets. I mean, just buckets. All right? The quantities are huge. So, the Prime Protection could be good. But, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the damage ones. But, but, but again, here's the thing. If you PvP with people and you're close, you're right there, this could be the edge that you need to fight somebody. You know what I'm saying? This could be the edge that you need against somebody, and that's all research is. These are all minute bonuses, minute differences to give you a, an extra ounce of oomph. You know what I'm saying? But they're not usually... I would put this, I would put this into the context of two equal ships. The ship with this is going to win on average, assuming not a lucky streak of crits from the other ship. There you go. Right. It, it'll help a little bit, but it ain't making a big old difference. Okay? Ain't making a big old difference. Um, okay. Gosh. I know that there's strategy to territory capture that we haven't talked about, but we're going to have to come back to it. Um, does anybody have questions? We've done a ton of content where I think we've covered mostly everything. We've covered the territories. We've covered the buffs, when they work. We've covered how to, how to join a takeover. For those of you who might feel like you're missing stuff, we've done just tons. I mean, in the last two days, we've done like five or six hours on YouTube. Um, we do have some other uh, nerdy, mathy things that we're going to do on YouTube shorts uh, coming up here in a little bit. But uh, I, think we've covered, I think we've covered a lot. And uh, if, if you haven't gotten it right here, then go back and watch one of the three or four videos that we've done in the last 24 hours. You should get some information there. Um, and you can get a link to our YouTube channel by visiting our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.online. Uh, Stevens Aaron, you say that the live stream is still up on YouTube if they want to watch it. All three live streams are up. I didn't take any of them down, okay? All three live streams are on YouTube. Uh, this was a live stream, um, last yesterday, there was a three. So yesterday we did a three and a half hour live stream, just talking about stuff today. We did, um, 
about a one hour, and somehow YouTube broke it into two. I labeled it part one, part two, uh, but there was a takeover attempt there. We lost. Then we did another live stream with a takeover that we won. And, um, ah, thanks, Snake Eyes. That's the easiest. Right there is all the takeover videos. And then we did a stream yesterday. It, there's, there's plenty of content. Plenty, plenty, plenty of content for you. And if you have any questions, of course, send them to me in PM. I'd be happy to answer those there as well. Looks like, Gregor, we're going to miss out on a little bit of that deep dive on research, but we can look forward to that uh, this coming Sunday, which will be a relatively early show for those of you in the uh, APAC and European servers. We'll look at doing that around this time. So it's uh, not quite so late for you guys on Sunday. We'll maybe try to do a dive into uh, reputation or reputation research and uh, and the buffs and then just uh, see how territory capture is proceeding along at that point about armada respawns and maybe some bugs and things like that by the way bug wise if you tried to use summons today and it didn't work they know about that too uh and there's a ticket open for that so you don't have to don't have to panic about that you're not going crazy summons wasn't working for everybody today uh so we've got a ticket open on that too any other questions very quickly? Kano says, does prime protection work? Um, as far as we can tell, yeah. Uh, I did some math on one on, on earlier, and it worked. There was one player, V-Ready told me that he didn't think it was working. Uh, I have not yet had a chance to check his math, but I did look at it for somebody else, and it did appear to be working. So if anybody has any questions or concerns about that, I'm happy to try to math it out with you. You'll just have to send me some data. Any other questions? Have we got, have we got any data around the research... Um, materials that say they're coming from mining events. Um, maybe you already covered that, but the like the phantom particles, quantum particles. So we don't have anything on any of the particles yet. Right now, the particles uh, are at least not presented as something that we can either mine or obtain uh, freely, as in a grind. The particles at this point are, must be event payout, um, or maybe eventually, well, they are now already. You could buy some, um, but uh, yeah. But, I would, but they haven't given any idea of how the events for those are going to pay out or when we're going to see them or anything like that. Well, um, so we looked at the calendar. We know what events are coming, but we don't know specifically what the rewards are. And you know what? That might be a good way to, to talk us out, Gregor. Let's, let's do this. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll spend five or six minutes on the calendar and what you can expect coming up over the next several weeks with Discovery Arc 3. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll be back in a moment. It's made possible in part by a grant from Painsol, the grease-cutting cleanser with 20% hydrochloric acid. Darling, you've got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? If I don't concede on time They'll say I'm guilty of a crime Should I call up Sleepy Joe And tell him yes or tell him no My lawyer sees, sees, sees Corruption and chicanery The ballot count is out of whack that's why Joe made a big comeback. These lawsuits cost me lots of dough. Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? If I go, there will be trouble. 
But if I stay, it costs me double. So come on and let me know. Should I stay or should I go? Shake it up, everybody. Welcome into the show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was Ripper, and Ripper may not be with us. He said he was really tired. He's worked hard over the last couple of days. So shout out, Ripper. What's going on, buddy? Appreciate you very much, and thank you for the inspiration to the song. He was talking about Gregor, uh, what he was talking about when we kind of had this song. He was talking about his own alliance. We're already trying – not his alliance, his own server – was already trying to row it up in these sir in these uh, territories already trying to figure out you know just because you own a territory doesn't mean that you can't you know be there you can't do an armada like they're trying to do armada protection and all this stuff and i was like oh man you know this is like the reset button right i think this is like the reset button for servers whose roe has just gotten to be pages and pages and pages long you know, uh, this this is it's a time to shake it up. Time to reset the flow. Hit the reset button and let's get back to basics, which is killing everybody. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Infinite Key says Gregor's Alliance just tried to do an armada in our territory. How did that work out for them? I am going to imagine that uh, it didn't maybe work well, since now you guys are sparring back and forth in a in our. Uh, in our <laughs> chat, <laughs> uh, in our chat room right now, Steven Aaron says our server's having a discussion, shaking it up, and most are in agreement. It's time to make it simpler, uh, and I, uh, I think, I think that this is is overall a very good thing. Looky there, uh, Infinite Key just throws a screenshot of two different alliances going after an armada in their uh, in their area. All right, in their territory. So, uh, very cool thing right there. You guys are uh, are duking it out and uh, and cool stuff. I like it. Uh, any other last minute question? Oh, Gregor, what did we say we were going to do when we came back from break? You were we said what was the perfect segue? <laughs> See, my mind is toast. What were we going to talk about as we were getting ready to leave? Uh, the the particles. Oh, uh, the, the events, the upcoming calendar. The calendar. Yep, yep. Let's let's take a quick look at the calendar, folks. Uh, pulling up in your news center, by the way. This is in your news center. You can find it right now. Just hop on in to the news center, and you've got uh, a calendar. Now, this calendar is a little less detailed than what it was um, during the last two arcs, okay? It's a little bit less detailed, but there is still... Uh, lots of good information in here. So I'm going to hop in very quickly, and uh, and we'll find that for you here. Give me just one moment. I'm trying to get into my news center now. There we go. Okay. Uh, we are here. Sorry, I was also trying to join an armada that is happening. Okay, so special monthly event, Discovery Part 3. A couple of key parts in here, folks. The first one is if you scroll down about one or two screens worth, you see introducing Part 3 
out of four. Part three out of four of the Discovery Arc begins, folks, thus confirming Discovery Arc 4 will come, all right? Uh, and Discovery Arc 4, uh, presumably, will be our event store arc. We don't have an event store this time. But if we go on down and we take a look, uh, first of all, and you know what, by the way, I wanted to shout this out to uh, Scopely as well. And uh, cars, by the way, will be corrected by morning. All right. Right now, cars at the moment of taping, cars has uh, some outdated information. It will be fit. By the time this podcast is uploaded, you guys are going to uh, be able to test this in cars, and it'll be proper. But they have offset the calendar uh, for the territory captures, Gregor, by X amount of hours, okay, um, based on the region of your server. So originally, Elkars had uploaded everything based on UTC, right? Except okay. uh, the European servers were ground zero. So so European servers, that was the data that was uploaded. So for example, if, if Elkars said, hey, uh, there's going to be a territory at 1,700 UTC, then it was 1,700 UTC for the European servers, all right? But in an effort to mitigate lag, which, you know, this is a little complicated, but I get why they did it, and I like it. In an effort to mitigate lag, they actually modified everything. They pushed. It was like a bell curve, okay? Uh, The United States servers were minus eight hours, Gregor, eight hours behind um the the time posted so for example if if a server um let me rephrase the way lcars had it loaded is if something said 1700 utc then it was actually 0900 utc for the american servers okay so that there's offsets no, these are not running universally between all three regions all right um, and, and Stevens, Aaron, I, I know what you're trying to say, but, but trust me, okay? Because here's what they did, and I've actually been working with Fartasia on this today, and the database will be updated by morning. Uh, here is what you're going to see moving forward, and I'll just go ahead and show you this one for the Asidi territory, all right? And this is um, a demonstration, but it'll be uploaded correctly uh, into the database tomorrow, you're going to see there that this same territory is actually running three different takeovers, Gregor. One in APAC UTC, one in the US UTC, and one in the EU UTC. All right. And they did this, they kept it UTC to keep it universal, but they also broke up the regions so that the server or the nodes or however they do their architecture that is handling the ACD node. All right, or the OCD system, the the OCD zone rather. All right, was not going to be getting hit all across the globe at the exact same time. So the European servers are getting it at fourteen hundred UTC. The United States are getting it at twenty one hundred hours UTC, and APAC are getting it at oh six hundred UTC. You see what I'm saying? They yeah. broke this up a little bit, and I think that was also part of the mitigation or the lag mitigation attempts. All right. So there are offsets, guys. The offsets um, were like minus eight or plus 10 or whatever. You can see the notes down at the bottom. He put uh, the offset. And now, and tomorrow, these zones will have the upgraded times. He, he, he was tired. He said, I couldn't do it tonight. Uh, but tomorrow, it'll, it'll be there. Okay. It'll all be there. So, um, Anyway, there you go. Gregor, um, 
So the schedule. Let's go back. Uh, we talked about the times being offset. Uh, we are. We've got the battle pass that's open. We got battle pass events that are coming. Here are the new events that are not battle pass related that are going to be coming as a part of this uh, uh, this uh, arc. Okay, starting tomorrow. As a matter of fact, by the time you listen to podcast, it'll probably already be up. Territory capture resource utilization level twenty five plus. Gregor score by mining, refining and spending territory capture resources and materials. So now that I read this, I kind of wish we hadn't activated our service today. Probably should have really? waited till tomorrow. Yeah, the yeah, that's true. <laughs> Probably should have waited till tomorrow, folks. Oh. Uh, whoops. All right. Uh, yeah, ter- spending territory capture resources and materials participation will help increase your footprint in territory capture space. So presumably they're going to give away some isogen and things like that. Uh, we've also got um, officer recruitment, which we talked about. That's not really a thing. Coming up Thanksgiving week, we've got a PvP event um, that is using older ships, hijacked ships, the original Baby Jelly, and the USS Discovery. Uh, there's going to be some PvP uh, during Thanksgiving week. Also, uh, during Thanksgiving week, we've got legacy ship utilization using uh, events specialized in uh, focusing on the Franklin, DeVore, and Vidar. Uh, that are going to give some currency. Cosmic Cleanup is every Wednesday. We were actually supposed to get this today. This event did not work. And according to Scopely HQ, a compensation chest will be forthcoming. Obviously, right now, the goal is just to get the event working for next Wednesday. This was a hostile grind, upgrade combat ships, and spend materials on ships. This was going to give the epic galaxy tokens, Gregor that were going to be redeemable in the event store for ship XP and then Franklin and Vidar BPs. That was supposed to be available today. That event did not launch. It launched and was down within minutes. And they just said, hey, we're just going to gift everybody the chest and uh, with all the contents for today. And uh, that was it. Okay, so it didn't work. They pulled it immediately. They're going to give a compensation chest, but obviously they're working on trying to get that up for next Wednesday. That will happen every Wednesday. And then, of course... Running three times per week, we are now going to we're going to get our flash events for the spore drive components. So we and we haven't seen one of those yet. And tomorrow is Thursday. So if it's three times per week, I'm going to assume Thursday, Friday, Saturday is what we're going to get this week for flash events. Okay, so be prepared for those tomorrow. The flash events, though, not it running. Was, it actually did try to start this morning. Oh, did they try? Okay, so which one broke? Was it the the hostile one or was it the flash event? I don't know which one it actually was broke. Clean up, but I imagine both of them broke at the same time. Okay, well they pulled them, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna issue a compensation chest. So hopefully that gets fixed up for tomorrow. Okay, there we go. There's your calendar. There's your events. That's what you can expect coming up Sunday on the show. We will dive into research. We'll dive into some territory buffs, and we'll dive into a little bit more strategy and what we've learned about the territory takeover process thus far. Any other questions before we get ready to wrap up? Anything at all. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a very long week. Let's wrap up our highly successful content week with a game of Talking Treks Family Feud. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play the feud. Let's give away some score drive components and uh, call it a night. Now, uh, a little bit ago, this bot wasn't working. (laughs) Let's see. Oh, boy. 65... It says there's only 65 people in here, but there's way more than that. That's all right. Let's find ourselves a winner. 
Yeah, I know. Hey, Bombastic, congratulations to you, Bombastic. Bombastic on server 132, congratulations to you. You're a player here this evening. Let me check the winner's list very quickly. I think you're good, buddy. I don't think you've been on it for a while. Mr. Bombastic. Oh, yeah, it's been a long time. Has it been ever? Bombastic? I don't have your name on here. Yeah. A year ago, he says. I probably have it going back a year, but I'm not going to check. He says, I haven't won anything for a year. It's about daggone time. Congratulations to you, Bombastic. Who will be your partner today? Bombastic, who is going to be your partner in Talking Trek's Fast Money? you got to choose a partner. you got lots of volunteers, it looks like. Bombastic, you got an opportunity to play right now. <laughs> uh, let the bot choose. Okay, very good. Bombastic is going to let the bot choose. Contest pick. And it's going to be Scalyback from the Outback. Scalyback. Very good. Scalyback from the Outback. Now, listen, uh, first things first. Bombastic, will you have an opportunity to play in voice or do you need to do it in PM? <laughs> Scaly is still playing. All right, Bombastic is going to play in PM, so I'm opening a PM window with you right now. We're going to use that in a moment. Scalyback says he can't play. Oh, no. All right, we'll let the bot choose one more. All right, bot, find us a player. Uh-oh. <laughs> We've overloaded it. Uh, there we go. Hey, congratulations, Pepsi Dark. All right. You know what? Maybe, maybe we'll, I'll tell you what. If Pepsi's not here, Stevens Aaron will do that. Pepsi Dark, are you here? Ah, there's Pepsi. Would you like to play in voice or can you play in text today? I'd love it if you could play in voice. That would be great if you can. Oops. Oh, sorry, Panther. I didn't mean to do that. I was doing a count command. Sorry. <laughs> Pepsi Dark says I'm on the phone. All right. You know what? To heck with it. Stevens Aaron, you're the man. Stevens Aaron. All right. It's cool. It's cool, Pepsi. Appreciate you being straight up, buddy. All right. Stevens Aaron, you're going to be playing in voice with us, presumably. But first things first, I got to throw you into the um, into the soundproof booth. Everybody say goodbye to Stevens Aaron. He's disappearing. Goodbye, Stevens Aaron. All right. Here we go. It's time to play Talking Tricks Family Feud. Let's get it on. All right. Bombastic, you need to answer me in the PM window. Are you ready to play? There we go. Okay, we see it. Here's the rules. I'm going to give you 45 seconds. We've surveyed 100 people. The top five answers are on the board. I'm going to start a 45-second timer after I finish reading the first question. You and your partner, Stevens Aaron, need to get to 200 points to win your prize today. Here we go. The clock begins when I'm done. Name a beverage served at fancy restaurants. Alcohol is not an answer. you got to be more specific. Name a beverage served at fancy restaurants. Bombastic is typing. All right, name something a teenager has a lot of. Name something a teenager has a lot of. Name an ingredient in a casserole. Sorry, name an ingredient in a casserole. You're terrible, Bombastic. It's a horrible answer. Name an ingredient in a casserole, please. Tell me the age of a woman that is too young to be dating a 50-year-old man. <laughs> these are these questions are sharp today. 
Oh my god! What is wrong with you? Name something that supermodels would rather do without. Name something that supermodels would rather do without. And you're almost out of time. Two, one. All right, there you go. You got your answers in. Goodness gracious. These answers, you're, you're going for a laugh. You've got to be going for a laugh. Ladies and gentlemen, let's check his answers against the board. Name a beverage served at fancy restaurants. He said a cocktail. Cocktail. Uh, survey says... Mm -hmm. I, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to you. Cocktail. Because uh, isn't isn't a martini a cocktail? That's a cocktail, right? Isn't a martini like a cocktail? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Go. We'll do that. Yeah. I'm gonna give you that. Uh, there you go. The martini was on the board for 21 points. Okay. Uh, so good answer. I'll, I'll give you that one. Okay, bombastic. Because you're not going anywhere else after this. Name uh, something a teenager has a lot of. You said condoms. <laughs> Condoms is what he said, Gregor. Uh, anybody want to guess if that's on the board? No, that's nah, not on. Uh, Teenagers not on the board. didn't answer. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Parents <laughs> answered. They would never say that. <laughs> that's right. Teenagers weren't surveyed. Name an ingredient in a casserole. You said pasta. Pasta. Survey says. Very good for 28 points. Nicely done. Tell me the age of a woman that is too young to be dating a 50-year-old man. Bombastic says 12 years of age. That's, <laughs> that's what he wrote. 12 years old. Uh, while I do agree with you that 12 is too young to be dating a 50-year-old man, we shall see if it's on the survey. Not on the board. Not on the board. Uh, name something that supermodels would rather do without. You said, <clears throat> you said men. You said men. Survey says... Yeah, not on the board. We, we had a rough go there, Bombastic. These were some great, great answers, but uh, not, uh, not, not quite conducive today to winning yourself a prize, okay? Uh, slow mode has been activated. Sorry, I forgot to do that a minute ago. And uh, we are going to bring Stevens Aaron back in if I, can, uh, if I can find him. Here we go. All right, Stevens Aaron, congratulations. Welcome back in. Your, your partner did not do so well. Did anybody keep points, by the way? Oh, there's Truck and Chick. All right, so, Stevens Aaron, your partner only got 49 points. All right, you need 151 to go. Um, are you going to be playing with us in voice here today? Go. All right, Stevens Aaron, going to be playing yep. with us in voice. Let's do it right now. Talking tracks, fast money. I'm going to give you 60 seconds on the clock, Stevens Aaron, 60 seconds on the clock that will begin after I finish reading the first question. And also, of course, keep in mind that Stevens Aaron is not going to actually win He's going to give his prize. He said he was going to give it to – who were you going to give it to? Pepsi, I think is who you said, or Scaly? Uh, uh, Scalyback. You were going to give it to yeah. Scalyback. All right, so you're playing on behalf of Scalyback, and, uh, of course, uh, we appreciate that. If you do hear this sound, Stevens Aaron, that means guess again. The answer's already been guessed. All right, 60 seconds on the board. Here we go. Name a beverage served at fancy restaurants. Alcohol is not an answer. You must be more specific. Dr. Pippa. What the hell's wrong with you guys today? Name something a teenager has a lot of. Name something a teenager has a lot of. Comic books. Name an ingredient in a casserole. Meat. Mint. Tell me the age of a woman that is too young to be dating a 50-year-old man. 20. And name something that supermodels would rather do without. 
stalkers. What? <laughs> stalkers. I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? Stalkers. Stalkers? Stalkers. S stalkers. Stalkers. All right. So I, I ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, I'm going to go out uh, and on a limb, and I'm going to say that I do believe that our brand new model of building the jackpot like if you get a chance to play this coming sunday you're going to be playing for more than 250 materials i believe uh yeah <laughs> we're we're not looking so good let's check these answers okay uh name a beverage <laughs> name a beverage served at fancy restaurants fancy restaurants he says dr pepper <laughs> even oliver's laughing at you man <laughs> Dr. Pepper! <laughs> Not on the board. Not on the board. Name something a teenager has a lot of. You can tell we play a Star Trek game because he says comic books. Comic books. Survey says. Not on the board. This is going to be the most epic failure of all time. Name an ingredient in a casserole. You said meat. Meat. Survey says. Good. That's actually on the board. 25 points right there. Tell me the age of a woman that is too young to be dating a 50-year-old man. You said 20 years of age. 20 years of age. Survey says. Holy cow. That was, oh my goodness. That was on the board and the number one answer. Stevens Aaron actually making a run of it here. That was 43 points, guys. 43 points. Truck and chick, where are we at points-wise? What does he need to win it up on the supermodel question? Name something that supermodels would rather do without. Where, hang on, hang on. I missed 20 points was 20 worth. 43 points. 43 points. They Car have 68 points. points. They, they only have 68? No, that can't be right. Sorry, no, sorry. 117. TC's tired today. 117. Oh, so we need like, we need 83 points to make this work. All right. Yep. All right. Let's see if it. Let's see if we can make it work. Name something the supermodels would rather rather do without. You said stalkers. Stalkers. Survey says on the board. Is it enough points? No, it's not. No, it's not. Cameras. I'm and, and listen. Stalkers were not actually on the board. All right. Cameras were. Cameras and paparazzi. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you that yeah, that answer difference. right there. Yeah, 16 <laughs> points right there, truck and chick. Uh, you guys didn't have an opportunity really to to do much with that. I apologize, but hey, congratulations nonetheless. That's okay. Congratulations nonetheless. I'm going to hook you up with 100 uh, of your choice of materials: G3 or G4 in common, G4 in common parts, or 100 Spore Drive components. You get your choice. But here's what's even cooler, guys. On the next show. We're going to take the 150 that we didn't get today, and on the next show, the jackpot becomes 400. All right? We take the 250, and we add up what was not won today, and we get to the jackpot of 400 on the next edition of Talking Tracks Fast Money. Yeah! Congratulations to you, Bombastic, and Scalyback, who hooked up with prizes. All right? Congratulations to you guys. Uh, any other last-minute questions? We are at our time. I would like to hop off the air at this time. Any other questions or anybody need anything that we can do here on this show for you today? Uh, Pepsi, no, no, you, you didn't win because you couldn't play, my friend. But uh, we are going to – you know what? Hell with it. I'm going to hook you up with something because Scaly couldn't play either, and we let him play. So, I'll, Pepsi, I'll hook you up with something. Send me a PM, and uh, and I'll send you 100 Spore Drive components. I got no problem doing that. All right. 
shoot me a PM with your player ID and I'll, and I'll take care of it. All right. Jetski says they didn't win on Sunday. Oh, they didn't win on Sunday and they didn't win today. So today it would have been 400. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make a mental note. I'm going to have to write a sticky note here. I'm going to have to write sticky notes. So yes, remind me jet ski. It'll be 550 on uh, 550 on Sunday. So two losing shows in a row. What's wrong with you guys? What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> two losers in a row. All right. Well, then the jackpot is up to 550 this coming Sunday. Whoop, whoop, that's big time. And your chance to win is right here. Guys, don't forget uh, to join our Discord. If you're listening in podcast form, thank you for supporting and downloading the show. Visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.online where you will find a link to the Discord because we also have another game where you don't even have to listen live. All right, like we have the listen to win games, but we got another one. All you got to do is register, all right? If you're in the Discord right now and you have not done so yet, scroll up just a little bit. You're going to see our Spam It room. You're going to see Spam It, and all you got to do in there is do exactly what it says. Spam away to your heart's content. Write a single message. Post a single meme. Send a single emoji, and the bot will register you and collect your information for uh, a Spam It contest, and we do a random drawing. You don't even have to listen to win. We just draw a name. And we hook you up with a prize. 500 G3 or G4 uncommon materials. We do that twice a month. All right. So you've got an opportunity to come up very, very soon and hook up with a spam it prize. All right. Make sure and do that. Also, while you're on the website, link on over to our YouTube channel where you're going to get access to all kinds of great, wonderful, amazing videos and live streams that we have produced for you right here on this show. All right. Thank you guys so very much for everything that you do to support this show and everything that you're doing to uh, to support the content and enjoy the game. That's what it's all about. All right. I also want to invite you to check out our patron program where amazing players have contributed financially to the support of this show and keeping it on the air. I realize that uh, it's a crazy time in the world and you guys giving money may not be at the top of your priority list, but for those of you who do support the show financially, thank you. Gregor, hats off to you, buddy. Scott, thank you so much for being a loyal supporter of Talking Trek. Bankman and I, Beglin, Big Country, Doom, uh, thank you. Hank, Chuck's Grunt, Pops, uh, Dark Lord, Stevens Aaron, thank you. JB, Ahab, Energy, Fukum, Hi, I bombed you. Thorn, Virtual Army, and Jayberg, thank you guys so very much for supporting the show. It means everything. Morgul, DJ Gurr, Red 2, Unhoney, Un- Just Skippy, Aceus, Dunk, Bojack, Ape, Crush, Jonathan Ingram, Tabby Moza, Regis, McRock, Lady Kess, Frank Gallo, Engineering Free Philly, Hudson, Doc31, Morpheus, Fartasia, Nick Burns, Cam, Coulter, NC, Jetski, Wingnut, J-Filler, Fluffy Puma, CCXN, Devil's Advocate, Goofy Names Rock, Leonidas, Elfino, Raxnar, Striker, V-Ready, Jerry Ryan, Indy Dandy, Quackfu, Mr. Fusion, Callus, Kingo 101, Nostromo, Silence, Stabber, Commander Taylor, Damadarks, Blue Mandalorian, Moxavian, Infinite Key, and Maztec. Thank you guys all so very, very much for supporting this show. It means everything in the world to me. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm getting the heck on out of here. I'll see you this coming Sunday for our weekend show and maybe a YouTube video in the meantime. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, like it, share it with your alliance, get the information out there. Talking Trek is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. Love you, meet it. See you later. Bye-bye.